we live in a world that encourages us to remove ourselves from the human experience. Whether it's looking at our phones too long, forgetting how to talk to someone face to face, or just straight up giving in and convincing ourselves that a chicken nugget is actual food. It's not food, it's silence. I don't know about you, but this freaks me out. So I've started a podcast, my antidote to this silliness. It's time to blow our minds. My name is Will Fleming. Welcome to my podcast, Please Blow My Mind. Tony, what's up, bro? How are you? Hey, man. Dude. Privileged to be here. Tonight. Oh, man, it's my privilege that you you traveled all the way over, came up my dark driveway, <laughs> you know, kind of like, I w- often wonder what that experience is like for the guest, you know, because the whole thing about being a guest is you're supposed to be looked after. You're walking up this driveway, looking around, thinking, where the hell am I? Charles Manson's house. <laughs> yeah, nah, man, um, reminded me of probably 20 years ago. <laughs> so, Dude. yeah, rewinding the clock there on that experience. That's awesome. Well, I mean, before we kick off, man, um, I should say that part of what I've been trying to do on this podcast is just to explore ideas, mm-hmm. is for us to kind of talk about, you know, the bits in the middle, you know, like most people, I feel like, don't really think life is good and bad. There's all these mm. series of greys, you know, mm. except when you look at how we talk about the narrative in the real in the world in the real world it seems to be like there's good guys and bad guys and good girls and bad girls you know Mm. but i think everyone what i've come to realize is we've all kind of got good and bad within us Mm. you know and it's it's trying to kind of articulate what does that mean you know Mm. um and and when i came across the work you're doing and kind of the digital space and and trying not to um well firstly i hadn't heard that many people saying maybe your new iphone isn't all roses and cherries you know there is a a kind of darker side to it i guess the first thing bro is like how did you get into thinking about like um social media addiction is it something that yeah how'd you why why'd you why'd you get into that yeah man um it, it wasn't any sort of huge great story right um but but it was a couple summers ago it was about three summers ago and um, I was just doing the dad thing, taking uh, my two boys out to the park. And I was there, and, and my oldest one yanked my arm and was like, Daddy, what are you doing on your phone? Yeah. And it was just a really, like, simple um, phrase, but it, it played on my mind the rest mm-hmm. of that day in the coming weeks. Like, So every time I'd see myself on my phone, I'd remember him saying, what are you, what are you doing on your phone? So I was asking myself, what? What am I actually doing on my phone? Yeah. And what we it would have been something like scrolling, just scrolling, man, just mindless scrolling, just mm. through anything. And so over the the next couple of weeks, that's what it was was just catching myself. Mm. And then a couple of weeks, maybe maybe two weeks, oh, sorry, two months after, I you know after repeatedly catching myself, true, <laughs> half an hour gone. Oh, <laughs> where did that time go? Um. I acknowledged I had a I had an issue, eh? Mm. I really had an issue. And so because there isn't any sort of campaigns out there like oh, you know, come to us if you got a social media <laughs> addiction. Um I, I went out looking for um a community or, or someone that could help me, so yep. I went on Google like you do. Yep. And um try to look for something, you know, social media addiction, Auckland. Yeah. Nothing. True. So what popped up a lot was a lot of articles addressing the problem. Mm. But nothing really pointing me to an organization or a community group or support group. It, it just gave me 
your normal three bullet points to try and uh, have a social media fast yeah. try and check your usage like but it wasn't anything tailored to me so when right. you when you get articles written like from the states and they're telling you what to do you know, <laughs> well, it's not really tailored to me or my dude from South Auckland <laughs> you want something like packaged up for me so so then I was like what well, I can't I can't see anything um, so I need to actually just try and champion this myself so yeah. I was really conscious about how much time I was on it, scheduling it in, using the first part of my day without it. Um, I went through different trial and error stuff yeah. of maybe just, um, what do you call it, taking it off my phone right, and only checking it when I'm on a laptop. Yeah. So I think over the, la- uh, the the next year or or two, it was just that, just trying to hop out of that. So um, has it been that long? Like, we're we talking over a couple of years since you've been kind of thinking about and actively, like, monitoring your usage on on this device. You're probably just over three years. Bro, yeah, that's yeah, just, you're like three years ahead of everyone, eh? It's like, <laughs> well, you know, like, part of the scary thing for me is we don't know it. Mm. It's like we're, it's, it's like a parasite, you know? We were saying before we went live on the podcast that if, it's like a parasite. It, it becomes like a symbiotic relationship with you like a cyborg mm. We've got this mm. robot in our pocket you know and we can use it to do things but it's like who's you know you see someone walking a dog mm. and the dog's constantly pulling mm. and it's like who's walking who yeah you know it's like well if you can't not do this and scroll mm. there's something there's something up hey eh? like do you follow kind of some of the research or are you going from more just like a, a kind of community feel point of view yeah, um, that's what it was first because I had to live through the experience, mm. and then um, maybe a couple of months ago, I was, I was just by way of interest was trying to find out, okay, mm. well, how many people are on social media? Um, is there any research about it? There's a lot of literature on it outside of Australasia, mm. <laughs> Amsterdam. <laughs> um, these universities in, in America do mm. studies on it, um, but there's heaps of data around it now that because it's a data collecting machine. Mm. Um, so it spits out, you know, how many people are on it on average, and it's man, it's just from two thousand about fifteen, it's almost doubled our usage. You Is know? that right? I, I put a um, interesting um, poll out, you know, if, if your social media time has increased in the last two years, and it's all it was like hundred percent, yeah, mm. definitely. That's. Um you know, and I feel like we all know that it's increased. You know, probably like the amount of time we're watching Netflix, and mm. and also it's like those sneaky ways that they make things never end. Like the algorithm yeah. always shows you something different. Mm. It probably shows you something to get your you know your blood boiling, or or something to keep you on there. You know, mm. I I did hear something about how. Um, it specifically shows you things to encourage outrage. Mm. And um, maybe that's how we came across each other because I posted something saying that it wasn't until I realized it was talking to that part of us that, you know, you um, when you're watching the Nike advert mm. and it's, it's not saying something logical to you like, hey, man, you've saved enough money. Mm. How about you go and splash out on a pair of Nikes? It's like don't you want to be like Michael Jordan mm-hmm. and jump, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it, there's a different part of our brain that's responding to that. Maybe something akin to, you know, the road rage part. Like yeah. it's not you, but it is. Mm. It's just, it's a different 
it's the animal of you, eh? Like mm. the werewolf comes out, and yeah. and I feel like that's what this phone or these phones do to us. They they make yeah. us into something else, eh? You know, it's interesting you point that out because um, I've been really um connecting with a few of I, I got I got my day job. Mm. I've been chatting to a lot of my marketing team. Yeah, and um, that's what it is. They they're training marketers yeah. these days to really try and think outside of the square mm. yeah before it's just your normal standard ad now nike came out with with these weird things where you're like oh man i need to question this i'll buy some pair of nikes because i want to stand yeah. with their message yeah and and just the way they're framing um a lot of their images the times that they're putting out so you know that's what they're learning at school now is how to capture your attention yeah and so, yeah no no sorry carry on yeah so you know things that were 10 minutes long or 10 seconds long mm. in there and it's just real um the science behind marketing now it's kind of gross eh? you know <laughs> it it's is, like man. it's it's too it's too it's like we know it's like hypnotism you know you know you heard those stories about um how the cia used to mm. kind of like put LSD in people and brainwash them mm. and make them do things and that's kind of getting into some crazy Nazi territory you know mm. where we know we can control you know we know we can make humans do the darkest things I thought we were supposed to understand that we could do that and the point was not to take advantage of that mm. eh? the For point sure. was to um, make life better and sometimes I think you know the phone could help us uh, uh, it could instead of waking up and seeing that big red notification over the Facebook yeah. app maybe it could say to you something like you know hey have a lovely day mm. you know mm. you look great in those jeans yep. like that would be so much better mm. than just it doing you know oh what's the word did, did everyone like my new picture I post today mm. yeah bro it's pretty freaky and and the scary thing is we're adults yeah so what about the kids right and i guess that's kind of what you're thinking about eh? yeah man so i i i posted something like you mentioned earlier um i was just sitting there one night and i was thinking man we are pioneering mm. social media addiction my parents didn't grow up on it right um neither did yours and no. so um as much as we like it now um just like maybe when people like tobacco when they mm. first got a hold of it mm. or when they got their first um, case of booze yeah, it was nice it was uh, it was a chance to sort of have fun in that but yeah. they didn't know how much it would affect their children and, mm. and you know subsequently all the generations after and so that's that's the scary thought for me I, ha I have this um, image in my head every time my boys are around that there's this little red dot going record and they're seeing me so i'm super conscious now <laughs> that i don't have my phone in my hand because i'm i'm just weary that um when they get into their teenage years 20s when they're supposed to be discovering themselves that they, they, they would have seen dad locked in on his phone the whole their whole childhood and um they would just think it's normal mm. that that they need to stare at a screen <sighs> Dude, this is freaking me out, and I, for three reasons. One, we're all guilty. Mm -hmm. If you have kids, you know you're guilty because we love it too. You know, we love looking at that screen and what did everyone say? And you can check your work emails, you can check your bank account, you can Google, you can mm. do everything on this, you know, space device. But 
what I really hope is that that image you planted in our head of that little red dot, and come on, you know you're thinking about it too, that little record button, that subconscious record button, I hope that goes off for all of us listening and watching mm, now. Mm. Because that might, you know, it's like we're leaders got to lead, eh? Mm. And I'm so guilty of that. I'm so guilty of sitting on my phone. And now my little one-year-old, mm. she thinks that's something important. Mm-hmm. The light. Yeah. You know, the light. Follow the light. Daddy's mm. on that phone. I have to get to that to, to show him how important this is and I am, you know. Mm. I, I, see, I see the beast that... Um this um, movement is up against though mm. because a lot of the curriculum at schools these days is, is accepting that oh well you need a, an iPad or a laptop as part of your stationery these days and so I haven't thought that much into yeah. <laughs> in, into what it is but definitely has to be some sort of balance the other the other word that I that I like to think about is um it's gonna it's it's gonna slip away from my head, but it's right. it's making sure that you manage that mm. there's some sort of a standard um, and and time limit because mm. it's funny how for smoking um, and drinking there's there's age limits there's a, a an a limit of how much alcohol you can consume, but with social media it's totally unregulated. Mm. Thirteen year olds can jump on that's cool, but who's taught them that half an hour is that's that's enough for one day because I've spoken to a few parents one says half an hour that's 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 too much the other parent three hours is, yeah. that's when they start saying okay son well you better come off so who 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 gets to tell them or who gets to govern you know okay this is enough just like your other addictions mm. um, and so that's sort of the scary spaces but who, who gets to sort of manage or tell parents or kids uh, you know 30 minutes 45 minutes is that's you you should start coming off it by then and and also um facebook and twitter and all these other new benson and hedges winfield reds Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know they're not going to give up their product easy eh? so they're going to tell us that it's fine I mean, they're going to say, look, you guys are streaming right now to social media. Mm-hmm. What's your problem? Yep. And it's like, well, well, we had to negotiate in the real world the terms. You know, okay. But then they say, well, you did it via our platforms. Mm-hmm. Okay, we get it. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think anyone's sitting here saying, ban it. Mm. But it's like anything, eh? Um, mm. You know, you, you mentioned like our parents didn't grow up on it. So I wonder, it's even hard for them to realize what what being addicted to something like that digital stuff is like eh? Mm. Um, I said to my wife the other day I was like yeah you know sweetie I'd really like one of those um, gastric bypasses so that I (laughs) wasn't hungry Mm. she's like what do you mean just you know do the normal things keep you running up and I said yeah but I'll never get over my fantasy with food. It's mm. a whole different relationship, you know. Mm-hmm. When everyone's thinking of one, I'm thinking of three, and how can I mm. sneak one in and say goodnight to everyone and then quickly zip back to the chocolate drawer, you know. Mm. And it would be really lovely to not have that hanging over you, you mm. know. And and maybe that's a way, if you're not addicted to it, maybe addiction in general, you know. Everyone thinks it's a logical decision mm-hmm. that, you know. But you're always fighting something, whether it be the sugar or the algorithm yep. or the nicotine. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something in there, eh? And mm-hmm. um, in small doses, I guess it's 
it's good for you, you know. Or I don't know if it's good. It's like a reward, eh? Mm, it's mm. just we're getting rewarded the whole time. And um, maybe part of the issue too is that people don't realize just the amount of um, data they're collecting on yep. everyone. You know, I heard something the other day saying, uh, you know, they're collecting data from all the kids using Google Drive mm-hmm. at school. Mm-hmm. And they're looking at what they're writing and typing and their hobbies. And I'm sure that's getting, I think uh, there was a guy um, who wrote a book called Zuckered or something like that. I should find it. But he was one of the early investors in Facebook. Yep. And he just said, it's not right. You can't collect all this data mm-hmm. and then sell it on. Because mm. they sell it then to the apps. Yep. And it's like they know what you, they, they've profiled us, eh? Mm-hmm. And that's scary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Scary. And that, and that's and and when I didn't understand Facebook, yeah, you'd come across some ads. Oh, cheap fares to Sabo. How, how did they know I was um, wanting to go? Maybe I'm lucky. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just it's um, it's a huge beast, man. Mm. It's definitely something that um that needs addressing. Yeah. It's it's really just crept up on us. Mm. Um, there wasn't a big huge bang introduction of it and slowly it it, it crept up on us um but man i really feel for our children and then society Mm. after that because i mean i'll bring up some other issues that that um that i'm really weary about and scared about is um there's a lot of back-end um attention to stuff like suicide uh, depression anxiety um, I really feel that social media is going to contribute hugely to, to those things um, if it hasn't already. Mm. And and so this is sort of the, the stop at the top of the hill before mm. because we, we give huge attention to that stuff and that, that's that's the, that's at the very last stages yeah. of, of um, you know, sort of um, mitigating any of those issues. Yeah. Um, but where I want to start is, is it's education really. Um, at the very front end because we hear it all the time where um, it's kids trying to look for validation online and because they have other kids their age or a little bit older that are either dancing half naked Mm. or posting up pictures at the gym that they're really buff and all of this stuff or doing really cool stuff or traveling Um, if if you don't get taught how to have that um, discipline or the sort of the the maturity to say, hey, look, that's cool, but I'm I'm in my own lane here because mm. we all want to follow something or someone, and the risk that we have with kids is if they are too much on those platforms, then they will start looking for examples and mm. validations that are really superficial, actually, um, and then start working towards it and, and, and if they miss the mark or if they're not cool enough they're not skinny enough or what they see on social media then you start delving into things that, a, a huge population of kids that I think that are just going to be like oh man well I'm not pretty enough or mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not smart enough or I'm not travelling to, to Bali you know mm-hmm. and sort of just shoot all of their goals down that mm-hmm. they had that were genuine because no one's taught them how to how to value themselves first as a human. Yeah. Um, but it's what's looking pretty on social media is is what I want to be. What you know? Do you have a human there to guide you through that? Because if you're gonna let social media guide you through getting to those sorts of superficial goals, then 
you waste 20 years of your life mm. trying to chase something that you can't ever attain yeah. that's super freaky like, <laughs> it's, it's crazy <laughs> it, and and do you kind of um, have you and, and you know I'm not putting you on the spot but you know when you think of solutions mm-hmm. is I mean one that comes to mind would just be kind of regulation mm-hmm. so that you spend kind of as much time in the real world as that matrix world you know the digital mm-hmm. world um, and that's kind of like one of those ones where it's again it's like if you're if you're heavier you'd say just eat less mm. but it's it's when Maccas is too easy to get yeah how are you going to regulate that? And also, it's like um, making a good decision <laughs> doesn't just require mm. uh, a good decision. It requires a framing of mind, support, you know, um, mm. an ability to fail and try again. So mm. it's kind of like, I guess what you're saying is just acknowledging that and, and telling uh, people of the problem it's not really enough eh? it's like we maybe the adults need to lead do you think there should be some um kind of more education around earlier you know like maybe schools for example taking the lead on Mm. um just saying no Mm, mm. yeah definitely education um because what's happening these days is there's just the access to it you can't can't really stop it mm. and and sort of my message is, isn't to sort of go cold turkey mm. let's go in the bush and just live like that yeah. we have to live with it yeah. but what like you're saying is regulation and education is, is my big push mm. and so yeah I hope it like gets into plunket books yeah bro um, I hope it gets into your kohanga like the, mm. the young kids mm. and, and teachers are educated on it um, we're at an interesting crossroad because it's us that needs to change Harder. it now. Well, and it, it might be you that has to help us because it doesn't <laughs> sound like there's lots of people advocating for this. I, I man, I, I'm not sure, but I, I've tried to look. <laughs> yeah. Um, especially in New Zealand or, yeah. or Australia, there's nothing close to home that I've seen that um that is out there going. Come on, we need a. But as far as solutions, um. I can only speak of my own personal solution, of man, because uh, I'm, I'm self-medicated. <laughs> <laughs> um, but number one was um, is rewinding or reminding yourself um, why you use a phone. Back when I was 15, I, the phone was just a cordless phone and it was just to call people when, when my parents were in around, you know. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so it's really evolved from there, from uh, calling and texting as the the main sort of reasons f- to having a phone, to messaging, Skyping, video calling, mm. um, you know, and now with all the filters that you have, it's like this huge sort of, the, someone just kicked the gate wide open yeah. for us and our kids to yeah. sort of use. Um, so firstly is reminding yourself, you know, reminding yourself what is the main function of my phone? Um, and, and with that comes... Do I really need to search that now or can I wait till I'm in front of a laptop? Mm. And then I used to take off all the apps that were just super distracting, including Facebook uh, and Instagram. Do I do I really need to check it right now? No, I'll just wait till I'm in front of my laptop and then I can check. And you're only in front of your laptop maybe once, maybe yeah. twice yeah. in a day. Um, and then the second one was restoring. You need to start restoring human stuff yeah, bro. <laughs> and and I, I sent out a, a I, I put up a message on my um sorry a post on my on my um 
on my Facebook page around just contacting people that you had promised. Um, and a few people messaged back and said, man, you know how many people I, I had promised to, yeah, we'll catch up. <laughs> it's just like the thing to say, yeah. but you don't ever do it. Mm. Um, and so I'm just trying to restore a little bit of humanity now. It might sound a bit silly because some of us are really good at it, but I think it would be, it, it's going to be a dying art form in the next two or three generations that yeah. we just cannot hold a conversation and we just cannot do small talk we can't look up at the Iowa how's it going how's your day going yeah happy Easter you got any plans we exactly we won't be like, able to do that soon the death of small talk is already upon us like mm-hmm. I said to someone at work uh, you know some stupid thing mm. not not a stupid thing but some small talk and they're like what do you mean and I had to say I'm just making small talk just so we don't have to think about global warming for five minutes because mm. mm-hmm. it's like if there's no small talk, all you've got is big talk. Yeah. And big talk sucks all the time. It does. You know? Big talk should be when you're like ready to ponder life's deepest, darkest. Not like as your main conversation, like, hey man, the world's dying. Mm-hmm. You know, it's too much, eh? It's mm-hmm. like you want to talk about I don't know, whatever we think. But so like we don't value those little human things, mm-hmm. eh? Like um you know, like that small talk, like like talking out loud. I just finished a program with some kids in Otara teaching them podcasting nice and I tell you what man like I um I know I'm like a silly about all this podcast stuff and all that stuff but one of the big wins was you know I'd like everyone to try and imagine this because hopefully it happened to you as a kid mm-hmm. holding a microphone and just talking into it just like we are now mm-hmm. and lots of people say why do you have those big mics get those little lapels and I'm like it's because you know we're like they're big toys we can move them with us mm-hmm. and we feel important you know yep. and for some of the kids it was their first time um, A holding the mic and B seeing their little wave audio levels nice. go up and, and, and we were all you know saying something simple as hi I'm Will you know yeah. and then we passed the mic around and then I showed them that I played it back to them and everyone's like oh I sound silly mm. but but there was some, something else happening it was like you were speaking out loud and then you were hearing that back to you and you were also in a room environment and everyone was waiting to be heard mm-hmm. and I thought oh, there's something really psychologically important here For sure. you know and it's it's something that you can't I've sent you a Google document. Let's go through it, mm-hmm. and we'll all do it individually from our devices. Mm-hmm. It's like, nah, not keen. I think what you're saying is the 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 real future is getting back to talking, because mm. we think that talking is too slow or something. And it's like, no, you're missing the point. Like, um, um, try texting a beautiful song from Celine Dion and seeing if you cry from that mm-hmm. when my heart will go on or something like that yeah, yeah. it's like doesn't mean the same but when she sings it it's like still her voice she's talking she's singing mm-hmm. and then it becomes something within us eh? and mm. I know I sound cheesy and talking about Titanic and all that stuff And but but I just really think that we're in trouble because we already are in trouble eh? Yeah, like are, stats man. don't lie like New Zealand for all it's clean green whatever it's like we're some of the dirtiest places some of the like you know kind of sickest environments to live mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know and that's kind of those are all weird things to think about you know what I yeah, mean man. yeah man yeah definitely it's I like what you said about what you were doing with those kids um, 
and and for us and, and maybe a little bit of the older ones they would they would look at us and think mm. why are you teaching kids how to talk like <laughs> yeah. isn't that what kids are supposed to do but um that's this is the day and age where we're living in it's we want to listen to everyone else besides ourselves. Mm. We don't want to see ourselves. It's just a lot of that that pressure that comes from being on social media. Yeah. And, and you get your different characters on there who are either really outspoken mm. but may not be able to convert that um, when you're with them. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Keyboard warriors is one of them. Yeah, yeah, they, 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 they do that online, but maybe not in person. And then mm. there's people that just sort of watch and observe people on on um, social media. And then there's people that just... I I, I addressed um, something a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of days ago, and it was um, it was just something that sort of popped up in my head. And this is why I think the universe is, 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 is helping me through this, because I'm thinking, oh, I can't, can't really have thought of that myself. Um, but what I find interesting online is a lot of people are just tagging along with other people's opinion just whatever the flavor of the day is yeah. in terms of an opinion we just share that oh yeah this is exactly how i feel but I, I sort of question that myself did you did you take at least two minutes to think about what that opinion is and if it aligns with what you believe mm. because sometimes i think we're going to start just tagging along to any old opinion and then we're just going to move as like schools of fish because one person said it and that's they've dressed it up nicely put a lot of icing on it then we just yeah well there that's that's what i feel Mm. and that takes away from you as a person because you should be able to stand out and have your hold on i agree with half of that Mm. but that last little bit i don't really like that but sometimes i think it's just easier to just say yeah i agree with him or i agree with her or i agree with this group Mm. i i identify with that opinion so what you're saying with using your voice if you don't agree 100% or if you agree a little bit don't don't attach yourself to something else that when you know you don't really fully agree with it they've just painted it nicely for you and you're saying yeah well I like that opinion too yeah and 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 gives you the feeling of being part of the group eh Mm. and that's that deep human desire right but but still it's like you know, and also, it's you may want to say something uh, contrary to the conversation, but again, imagine if you haven't been taught how to do that small talk mm. and talk, you might not feel it might not feel natural to say something. So we're all saying now, you know, like um, speak up against racism. Mm-hmm. Well, where's the speaking up training? Exactly. How can you just you know say something when you haven't been taught to you know talk about the little stuff? You can't just jump straight into the big stuff, you know? And yeah, so man, it's very confusing. It's very confusing. We're asking people to speak up, but we're not providing the right incentives to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then we're all looking for these differences. And like you said, this, this uh, like a mob, eh? Mm. We're all cruising around these mobs now. And I guess that's why... I'm stoked to have this podcast and mm-hmm. to talk with you because, and, and, and all the guests, you know, like I get the general feeling that most people will settle for a mob, yeah, but they wouldn't prefer it. We like the freedoms of, um, you know, if you take the uh, Pacific ancestry of, you know, our grandparents or whoever they were coming to New Zealand for a better life and struggling. And, you know, I talked to my auntie the other day and she was telling me some horrific stuff from coming from Raro, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like one thing that I found horrific was they couldn't even all come together. Yep. They came in over two years, mm-hmm. but 
you imagine saying that today, that's a humanitarian crisis, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you think about, like, you know, maybe from the European side, like, men in droves went to war to die mm. so that we could have a freedom. Mm-hmm. But if you look at today, it's like all of that stuff is being forgotten. And we talk like it's, you know, this really horrible time and we can't get along and we need to, I don't know what it is, but it gets very confusing very fast for me. I'll just, um, I'm sort of thinking on the run here because I I think you've touched on a a point that not many people talk about. And that's, um, and that's the the first part Mm. was about resilience and, um, we now, you know, we now the the generation before us and before us, how they migrated mm-hmm. here. Um, I think they're a lot more resilient. And so my question was, why are we not so resilient, or why aren't we as tough? Because now people are really against. Why don't you just harden up? Yeah. And 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 that's right to a degree. But I also challenge what I'll challenge that statement. Why 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 don't you like? Why don't you harden up? Yeah. Um, one crap day does not mean I have anxiety and depression. Even a, a whole week. I saw this um, post. Someone said, if you're feeling sad, go and see a doctor about depression or something. I was like, no, don't do that. Yeah. And it's a re- and it's about resilience. And maybe um, with all the shock and horror that we hear and see, and I'm starting to think maybe news media outlets sensationalize stuff because they're selling they have to sell news of course so they play on fear they sell fear and so maybe that's all intertwined with us feeling a lot more anxious a lot more but then you have to question are you just self-diagnosing yourself mm. to be I, you know I have anxiety or depression look I'm not I'm really not trying to no, 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 down it but when you self sort of um, what did I just say yeah 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 it would diag- like diagnose yeah, yourself yeah. That's tough because it's it's out it's just a a, a a sort of um thing that everybody's putting out there. Hard out, bro. Look, look, man, I totally agree. And this is a a super raw topic, right? Like, um, there's a pink shirt day coming up, and this is against bullying. Mm. Um, here's the problem I have: is that every podcast guest I've had who's ever gone on to do something has always had a dark story. Mm. Maybe they've been bullied. Maybe they've been crapped on. Maybe it's like getting over this horrible trauma. It's like, well, and and the way I relate it to myself is, well, what the hell do we think a superhero is? What does Superman go through? Mm. It's like that dude got bullied every day at school. Mm -hmm. He's not Superman because he wears an S and can fly. He's Superman because he put up with all that crap Mm -hmm. and he still sees the humanity. Mm -hmm. So it's like when you take all of it away, and maybe that's where we should dis- put a distinction like there's kind of maybe getting picked on mm. and then there's getting kind of bashed or something you know mm. I, I don't know like bullying it's like we need more ways to describe what kind of bullying it is eh? mm-hmm. but when you say don't bully I get a knee jerk reaction from myself yeah. to say if you're creating more safe zones you're not preparing people for resilience exactly where are they going to get it from Mm -hmm. and i think it will come out anyway Mm. if you try and tell people to be safe they're going to get frustrated for sure if you if you drug them so that you know whatever ritalin and all that stuff is so that they don't run around in class it's going to come back to haunt Mm. you know because it always does eh? Mm -hmm. you just 
it's something about like nature built us so we can run if we need to like run forest run you know and and maybe part of this um what we're talking about is how about schools got all the students to do you know five laps mm. and we'll all cry about that together because mm. it sucks and i hated that too mm-hmm. And then we'll have five minutes of social to make us feel better, and then we'll get into class. You know, something like that, eh? Where we take, it's like we're saying, take a bit of the social digital junk away, um, but let's introduce a bit of that, the other side of it, eh? Like that physical, Mm. like, um, sorry, not everyone can do press-ups, but we're all going to try, and we're all going to, and and the ones who can are going to help out the ones who can't, and, and look, this is not picking on people mm. I don't know something like that and yeah. I mean I'm not a psychologist or something and it's all opinions but it doesn't feel too silly what we're talking about does it no no <laughs> it, it's not and it's but but that's what primary school was like before mm-hmm. was a lot of oxygen was yeah. a lot of outside now our kids are cooped up learning IT and all of this and, and it's not bad no but Maybe because a lot of them have signed up to to um, to buy all of this IT stuff that they really need to uh, make sure that the kids need to stay yeah, in there and, and get it done. Um, and that doesn't leave any room for anything human. Yeah. Um, and, and there's a big push and uh, there's a lot of passionate people about getting kids into IT. I'm, I'm totally not against it. I think they should. But needs to be regulated mm. because we have... Um, we have a sort of online gaming as a sport now. Yeah. So not that that's a bad thing, but there's there's definitely something wrong with being in front of a screen for, you know, 16 hours a day. And, and what you said earlier about um, sort of the kids, I think one, one word that popped up was um, defining or definition mm. because sometimes uh, what what was back then is not what it is today mm. so like uh for instance i'll take um hate speech yeah 20 years ago uh, it was actual hate speech it was mm. like full-on mm. hate speech today and people are scared to have their opinion now because they might mm. be like oh you're racist oh yeah you no know, that's hate speech yeah oh, you got a different opinion i don't like that because it doesn't conform with every the majority Oh, that's hate speech. Oh, come on, come on. I don't think you should say that, man. That's you, you're bordering on um, being a bit racist. And I'm like, I'm no, no, yeah. it's not. It's yeah, <laughs> no, bro, you're exactly right. Yeah, so and, it's defining what things are now, and and the temptation, and I tell you how deep it goes for me, is I'm half Cook Island, half European. Mm-hmm. So I think to myself, well, if you ever challenge me. Well, who are you challenging? The European in me or the Rarotongan? Mm. Yeah. Right? Because one of it I can say, I could I could jump to the identity and say, well, why are you oppressing me mm. with your view? Yep. I'm a Cook Islander, right? Mm. And I hope I never feel tempted to do that because I thought the whole point of our world today was to see over that, mm. was to remember in the past that we actually thought um, there was differences in humans mm. until we worked out that some people are smarter some people are, are faster some people are slower but it doesn't matter where you're from this is the beauty of life it just picks and selects you know mm. that's why we've got classes of uh, like you know in school so you can um if you're really awesome at maths, you go be the maths person you know mm-hmm. as long as the opportunity is there eh? and, that's and, and 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 that's what i love about new zealand is 
I am not someone who maths came easy to, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, bro. It was like, it was a struggle. <laughs> like so much so that my job today is in the visual media world. Mm-hmm. And it just happened that this world is what we're doing now. Who mm-hmm. would have known that could play perfectly in? Mm-hmm. But I didn't sit there wanting to be a mathematician because yeah. I felt that you were oppressing me by not letting me be that mathematician, you know? Mm-hmm. It was just like, get with the program and try to find something that comes easy to you, mm-hmm. you know? And I thought I thought that was the point, but it doesn't seem to be the case today. It's like there's this really dark narrative, and I don't know, maybe it's brewing from the online world. Bro, I, I mean, that's that stuff that, that, that keeps me up at night. Yeah. Um, Little examples like um, when you're watching a Netflix uh, episode, when it finishes and you say, I'm done, you got 10 seconds to decide bef- because you can see it loading mm-hmm. to start the next one. And I think a lot of us have done it. You know, we, now we're four episodes in. We only said we we're going to do one. <laughs> yeah. The ads on Facebook, you're watching something that you really want to watch. It's probably three or four minutes long. And then the ad comes up, the little circle starts mm-hmm. loading. Mm-hmm. And you're just getting sucked in, hard, and, and 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 you sort of think, what value am I getting out of this, yeah. or am I being distracted on purpose? Is there a deeper reason? You know, uh, man, I really want to get into the science of mm. of why they give you that time, you know, and and it loads like that, yeah. and why things are pieced together the way they are on social media. Yeah. Is there a is there a another agenda behind it? Um, I, I'm I'm not sure if I'm the best person to to really delve into it because man, I'm a huge conspiracy theorist. <laughs> eh? So so I'm, in my head, it's spinning like, come on, man, what what are you doing to me? Oh, yeah. you know, something that I could have got in 15 seconds. You're dragging uh, it out, man. <laughs> Yeah. Like what? Are you, what are you actually trying to tell me? <laughs> well, you just want me to see if I have an hour when I could have got that information in a minute, mm. or the other way around. Wow, it's it's also like everything's built like that. If you think about it, it's to try and draw it out. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know the news. It gives you the sport. You know, if, if you're a sports fan, forty minutes in, mm-hmm. it starts with the horrific stuff. Keep you here. Mm. Headlines. We're going deep. We're going big conversation. Mm. Then we'll make a little joke. Then we'll play the Harvey Norman ad. You know, yep. Yep. and it's a science, eh? And I think that's mm. the scary thing about that science. We acknowledged it before. It doesn't feel like a science. They make it in a way like a movie. When you break it all down, it is a bunch of shots that are fake. But you put it all together, you add the music, you add the sound effects, you add the, you know, the dark room and the popcorn, and all of a sudden you've got an experience. Mm-hmm. And we, we go somewhere, eh? Mm. And that's what I was saying about, like, this whole kind of deep scientific, you know, like, um, uh, who were the people back in the day, you know, like CAA, they must have, st- oh, people have studied us, so they can take us somewhere, you know, like, and... and, and used well it's awesome mm-hmm. we can see a film that will change our lives you know For we sure. can hear a speech that will define um, your mindset and frame it up in a way but used wrong which is what I actually think social media does mm-hmm. it doesn't take into account our mind body and soul it just selects for eyeballs mm-hmm. and that's what freaks me out that's that's so true man because I'm I'm 32 now and I've accumulated 32 years worth of experience, mm. knowledge, wisdom. And sometimes social media will just take that away from me and and lay something else on the table and mm. say, no, look, I think this should be your opinion. Through sensationalizing yep. stuff, 
through wording it in a way that you know what you know they sit in the in the back room marketing all of this mm-hmm. stuff and say look let's word it this way we'll really get their attention <laughs> yeah. and it does get my attention mm-hmm. but you can't this is what i'm trying to tell people you can't discount your opinion your own human uh voice because mm-hmm. we can't get sucked into to whatever it is and say yeah I, yeah let's get him yeah he's really like this or yeah. she's really like that it's taking a step back is what i do now and say look thank you for the information if it's information mm-hmm. and then just really thinking about okay me as i'm going to value myself my own power my own mind and and maybe articulate it a bit different i might agree with this portion of it but myself my, my own true self doesn't agree with the rest of it mm. so i can say nah you know and so if people talk to me about sort current events I'll, I'll say it now yeah and if they say oh did you hear about so-and-so and what they've done yeah yeah i did but i think it's all rubbish really <laughs> yeah. yeah you did do that but i don't think but mm. and they get really surprised that i have a differing opinion mm. and hopefully the people that i'll talk to really oh man yeah you, you can have a different opinion than what's written on the paper yeah. like yeah you can <laughs> yeah, yeah bro you know I just love what you're saying because it's making me feel hopeful of being like I said to you at the start being brave enough to have an opinion this is not clear cut anymore it used mm-hmm. to be you were valued for your opinion to be different was the Kiwi way you know mm-hmm. like the number eight wire whatever all that old school stuff was we get stuff done we you know we say no to the nukes mm-hmm. you know we um, do the um, what do you call it the, the protest when our players or against South Africa when they came in the 80s you know mm. we stood up for that so what do you stand for now what are, what are we selecting for is it to just to be on the latest uh, end of a tale mm. I don't know it doesn't feel doesn't feel okay for me I, I I and that's what I mean I'm like slowly getting the courage to be like judge me however you want as long as I and my friends know my intent is not alt-right you know what i mean because it's like what are you far left center alt-right yeah mm-hmm. i definitely know that i just want most people to be happy whatever that means or to have a fair shot at trying to build a life where how about you're not crying every day mm that's what i want mm-hmm. you know where um, i want to have enough food so i don't have to so um we don't see our kids hungry or cold uh let's try and not cry f- uh, every day and and have some type of activity maybe it's a job or a hobby which can bring you mild level of contentment mm-hmm. it's like that doesn't seem too hard out for me or like a, as a view but I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's like, it just gets intense. Yeah, that that journey is awesome to be on, man, because that's the self-discovery one. Mm -hmm. And with that, your your real voice will start to start to develop. And um, you really have to go through all of those experiences, I believe, Mm. to really start finding your voice. Because, man, that mob mentality that you're talking about, that's so true, eh? It's so true. I mean, if I if I share an experience yeah. of, of standing by an opinion, man, I, I, I used to worship a cert, at a certain religion, and then yeah. and this was for ages, and then I decided, look, it doesn't really align with, with how I feel and, and what I need, and so I, I you know, I, I flipped and went, went somewhere else. Mm. Standing like that, cost me mm-hmm. friends and family yeah. um but 
I'm I'm happy to do that because at least I can go to sleep and say, look, I lived up to my truth, and I lived up to you know what I know is right for myself instead of being in a place or having an opinion shared with other people mm. and go to sleep and think I really should not be following this opinion or I shouldn't be living this certain way not necessarily religion but but any other facet of your life where we're just hiding behind other people's opinions because we're too scared to mm. come out and say ah me out of the hundred uh, that's probably not for me yeah but man there's there's just this superpower that comes from saying look this is how i am mm. and um at least at your deathbed i can say look i i lived it the way i wanted to on my own terms mm. without being dictated to and that dictator for our younger kids is going to be social media mm. and if we think that the science around how they market stuff and show you stuff is bad now it's only going to get better or worse depending on how you look at it nah, eh? but, well it's getting hardcore like I, I've been reading something and Elon Musk talks about it the uh, like a brain neuron thing so mm. they're starting to be able to measure and how to talk to what's going on inside yeah. and um I mean, you know, the scary thing about that is, let's say Elon Musk is a really awesome person. Eventually he passes on and someone takes his place. Who's, I think we're seeing it in America. Who's to say that even if you have, you know, a million good presidents, eventually someone's coming along mm-hmm. who just doesn't agree, mm-hmm. you know, and... Um, Obviously, America's going through its own thing at the moment. And, you know, it's like, man, I'm even conflicted on that because I sit down and think, well, what if Trump, as a thought experiment, if Trump does something okay, can anyone even acknowledge that? Mm. Or does everyone just have to say he's a wanker the whole time? Mm. And what does that mean? Mm-hmm. You know, what does that mean? I don't know. Can I watch uh, The Apprentice? Or if I do, what does that align me to? Mm. What does the algorithm think that I'm doing? Because mm. I mentioned Trump live on YouTube. What does that mean right now? Well, it actually means two people are just talking about life. Mm-hmm. And that's where it should be. Yeah. You know? But it's not. Eh? It's being collected. It's being looked at. It's being analyzed. And that's um, that's uh, that's pretty brutal. It is, man. There's no wiggle room, eh? Well, I think we're trying to make wiggle room. We're forcing wiggle room, and and I think it's super important for us because who knows how much our kids will need our wiggle room Mm. (laughs) mentally Mm -hmm. for them, eh? That's, um, you're definitely right, man, because I I follow it lightly, Mm. and I think he has done some good things, but because, um, he comes with a huge narrative. Yeah. And and that's and that's that's an example for us, just just your normal average people, because if you see someone that's close to you or an acquaintance doing something that isn't doesn't align with your opinions, the the fear now is you're just a crap person. You you're this, so you're gonna judge someone on that one portion of their life, and just say like, nah, I'm gonna cancel out the other ninety nine percent of the goodness that you have mm-hmm. because of that. And a lot of that stuff stems from not knowing your true voice. What do you actually stand for then? Mm. You, 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 we're quick to say, oh, you, that's not you. That's crap. That's mm. you know, that's good or whatever it is. But then we need to point that finger back and say, God well, out. is it an opinion 
that I have because I don't have an opinion on myself because mm. maybe I need to establish who I am what do I stand for am I a man of my word mm. um, am I going to never budge on this value and then would it change would your opinion change on that person once you sort your your own mm. opinion out and that's man I wish I studied psychology but, <laughs> but it's more or less you know you know I what think, I mean yeah I think um, I think psychology I think we are studying psychology. I think we're we're like, you know, there's like this thing that if you really knew the burden of a child, really, um, I'll put it another way. You really should have a doctorate before you have a kid. <laughs> yeah. Because A, you have to keep a baby alive. Like that's the hardest shit ever. Mm-hmm. Like they can't talk to you. They cry. They get hungry. They get cold. They can't walk. Mm-hmm. Your job is to keep them uh, alive and that's really difficult yeah yet we encourage people have a baby it's amazing you know and that's just like one example of how intense life can be yet we we're up for the challenge you know most people okay bar some who you know whatever but most people and i really do believe this most people are up for the challenge Mm -hmm. because there's evidence every day around us that most people are good our water runs every day yep. you know or let's just say in our little pocket of the world the sewage goes somewhere we don't know yep. but it goes somewhere and it on on average doesn't overflow and your toilet works and 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 the people who invented that stuff they're dead for ages so it's working so well that it can flow through generations mm-hmm. you know and man that gives me hope you know like Tonight you'll drive home and the lights will tell you when to start and stop yep. based on science. Because if we let everyone through at the right time, mm-hmm. least chaos will happen. If we take all that stuff away, then it's like good luck. You know, you're, you're, you really are just at the mercy of anything, you know. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying by that is that so just, just celebrate that stuff. Know that that's important. Um, you know, you mentioned something about people are trying to find identity through this mob and it's like well maybe it's find your identity the old-fashioned way which is talk like we are mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm i'm an example of a 38 year old who's still trying to find their own identity mm-hmm. like what the heck and i'm doing it in a way where i'm live mm-hmm. right so it's like even more kind of like what if i say the wrong thing mm. that's me done yep. career over yeah but i think well i i know the thoughts i have and they're nice thoughts. Well, nice on average, you know, like, again, love to see people smile and I'd love to finish our chat and for you to leave thinking, oh, that was cool. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a win, eh? That's yeah, that, sure. that, that's us living and stuff, bro. So whew, I want to, uh, on our next podcast, I've got to crank into some of those conspiracy theories. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> What's your top oh, three? I'm keen, man. <laughs> Uh, 9-11 <laughs> is the top one um, <clears throat> the, the the killings of those leaders around uh, Egypt um, uh, most of them yeah Oh man, this is. I, I love how you're trying to nudge me into this, <laughs> no, but, but no. it's it's that stuff. There's no, um, no, no. Well, Gaddafi yeah. and, and yeah. him trying to establish that um, African dollar or mm. the African currency. That mm. that's super like weird to me. Yeah, how he just just vanished. Where's aliens on your list? Man, it was on my list when I was young. Mm. Um, I've been starting to. My oldest boy is really interested in, in mm. that and Bigfoot and Loch Ness monster. True. So that that's what got me started. Yeah, bro. Uh, yeah. Did you hear the theory? The um, theory that 
alien abduction is a a an old memory from being born because when we're born you know there's doctors lights masks or whatever around Mm. us and they're poking and prodding at us cutting us and you know whatever Mm. making the spit come out or something and that we're actually having this nightmare Mm -hmm. of um because if you think about it like that wasn't the scenario for most of history eh? it was probably people in their little villages Mm. and i think people still do this around the earth you know probably not lying down squatting or whatever they did Mm -hmm. and 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 doing it naturally you know and Mm -hmm. that's bro that's something i think about all the time like like nappies that's a new thing Mm -hmm. what did we do with babies back in the day i mean we probably had some cloth and before cloth they just probably poo and weed where they did Mm -hmm. and we just moved on eh? it's just um there's a whole lot of things that um have become so complex for something that's so simple it's and it's all because there's a lot of good minds out there that see a gap let me just make this thing really really difficult Mm. but it comes off something easy like nappies like Mm. do you really need to like it's just convenience yeah Yeah, man (laughs) (laughs) oh well brother um I like to end the podcast by asking you know every guest on the show if if there's one moment that you would share um, that blew your mind you know that that changed your perspective you know can you think of a moment which um, helped shape your view of the world oh <laughs> yeah man it, it's not it's not nailed to one mm. experience but it's seeing um it's seeing this uh, it's, it's more or less along the lines of conspiracies but seeing what the bigger body that sits somewhere really um be deliberate about suppressing people today right yeah and just just whether it's in organizations whether it's through passing different laws different mm-hmm. people that are in power and it's just all kind of coming together in the last five years i'm like wow is that what that actually meant? Mm, or sometimes I think it's within us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like this darkness within us that mm. manifests into the boogeyman. Yeah. You know, sometimes I think about like um, religion like that. Like if you were just to say the goal is to live by a series of ideas that could bring you a heaven on earth that's kind of how we live anyway we want like eternal life is have the pleasure of um having kids exactly and live through them that's like a god i, I like joke to my kids mm-hmm. like dad why do we have to listen to you i'm like well i'm kind of your god <laughs> you know as a joke and they're like what do you mean i'm like well did i create you yeah and they're like yeah, yeah. and does that make me kind of a god <laughs> and they're like yeah but you're a pretty stink <laughs> god dad but but you know what i mean like yeah. all of these things we have to think of some grand scheme and i wonder if they're just i wonder if they're just in us and that's just this weird kind of creative burden that we have bro you know where it's like because we created not we created but hitler was human mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and he convinced a group of people to do some horrific stuff Mm -hmm. and i'm sure there's plenty of other examples of humans um, creating hell Mm -hmm. you don't have to die and go to hell forever Mm -hmm. that already happened here you know we Mm -hmm. can 
so I think part of those is just trying to remember it and kind of I try and challenge myself to not get too carried away with thinking it's A, B or C maybe it's just like maybe all of these things are because um, we can manifest things you know like and I don't mean mystical things I mean like a phone for example bro like I heard some stories about Steve Jobs like he came up with that stuff after tripping on LSD Mm -hmm. it's like whoa Mm -hmm. and then you start thinking about how many of like the world's crucial inventions were created out of these different altered mindsets yeah yeah bro you know so it gets like fully deep eh? and 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 that's where i think it's like good to go for a run because that's you don't think of that stuff Mm -hmm. eh? you can't Mm -hmm. spend the whole day thinking about it and um i know when you're running it's like your body just gets into the zone where i've never thought of a conspiracy when i'm busting ass just trying to keep (laughs) running you know it's like your body's just like don't die (sighs) (sighs) keep breathing come on baby (laughs) you know (laughs) you can do it oh there's someone coming past you know go a bit faster (laughs) (laughs) and then when they get (sighs) yeah Yeah, bro um tony i want to thank you bro for joining me on the podcast appreciate it man um where can people follow you on your facebook page um so it's just uh digital discipline and then uh tony laulu uh facebook and instagram it's just really ironic that I'm pushing a message through those platforms, but <laughs> I, I think of it as um, I came out of jail and I need to go back mm-hmm. and to reintegrate people out of there, you know. Uh, uh, so I, I know you, I need to hop back in there, yeah, do my session, and then come back out. Exactly. And you didn't say ban it; you no. should use it smarter. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what we're doing. You know, I think of the show as an antidote to all of that craziness on YouTube exactly and all of the craziness and content in general it's like if you happen to tune into us you will just witness two people trying to work their way through exactly and i'm like yes i would like that and i do like that by listening to other podcasts so again thank you brother no worries appreciate man. you coming on and let's thank make it so a regular look because sure, i want to chat I'm with you the next one. and we can uh maybe we can create our own podcast day eh? like cool conspiracies yeah, yeah, for sure, <laughs> i don't know if it's good for our brains <laughs> to do that thanks everybody for watching and joining go follow tony's page and um yeah hopefully some of that stuff just you know sits in your brain think of that little red light going on next time we get on our phones and um if all else fails you know just maybe turn it off and um kiss your kid or kiss your partner or or kiss yourself you know like that's all right too um you're not alone we're all together and and whatever you know Anyway, I'll stop now because I'll work myself into a corner. Thanks for blowing my mind. Thanks, Tony, for joining us. See you in the next podcast. This message is brought to you by Deadpool. Hi, Deadpool here. I just want to give maximum effort to my favorite Kiwi podcaster, Will Fleming, from Please Blow My Mind. Thank you for blowing my pants. (coughs) I mean mine, Will. If you also want your pants blown, go ahead and rate and review Please Blow My Mind on iTunes right now. And tell them Deadpool sent you. From the bottom of my pants, spank you.